0: Your soul! Oh, the weird, you know, <clears throat> <clears throat> Let me drink a little sip of my. a little bit of the bubbly. It's
1: literally a bottle of water, but okay.
0: <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Coffins and Coffee with Dave and Ophelia. I have to start off with a little bit of an apology. I know for all of the millions and millions of listeners all around the world. Last week, you might have noticed there was no episode. And actually, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, you would have noticed there was no episode. And that's because I was driving across the country and I just, by the time I got to Atlanta and work stuff, I just, unfortunately, was not able to cut it in time. So the episode that we uh, uh, recorded... For two weeks ago, you listened to last week, and we're back on schedule this week. So, thank you guys for bearing with me. Mostly, Ophelia's <laughs> awesome. She never, she never ever makes mistakes. She's perfect no. in every conceivable way, especially in bed. <laughs> wow! Um,
1: no one wants to hear that ever. That's
0: the only reason people tune in is our sexual attention. We're like we're like moonlighting. Oh you remember God. that TV show Moonlighting? Yes. Bruce Willis. That's us, Sybil <laughs> Shepherd and and Bruce Willis. That's the whole gimmick of this show. Wow. And that's a shoot. Wow. All right, so so uh, once again, we find ourselves trying to come up with a topic that is entertaining and enlightening and- Which you we know, never manage for... to achieve every week. Well, <laughs> the problem is, is that for those of you- who are with us listening, you know that we exist within the world of 2020. And for those of you who listen in the future, you'll remember from your history books how terrible the 2020s were. Just one plague after another. So it's really hard to look around and see what's in the news or on the interwebs and like be like, oh, that would be a fun thing to talk about because everything is terrible. It's in fact... So terrible that we thought there's really that we're only left with one choice. It's time to make a cult, and move out into the woods.
1: I was going to say, burn it to the ground.
0: <laughs> well, that's you, but but in in the uh, at the lack of having enough Maltov cocktails or guillotines to affect real change, and if you decide to just go full throw and just wander off into the woods, I'm sure you don't want to go alone. Some people might. But it's not lot. Like most people want to go with. We are social beings, right? And, you know, um, since we can't actually socialize with the populace at large, it's better to get a few select friends, you know, go on to a more rural area, less interaction, get a cult starting.
1: <laughs> I wanna Nothing pr- like I a wanna- good
0: old-fashioned cult.
1: I want to add the preface to this podcast that this started... Because I want to start the
0: post faced.
1: <laughs> about face?
0: No, you do the preface, I'll do the post faced.
1: Okay. Deal. Alright. Um we we're talking about we we're looking at houses price the prices of houses in LA. And I said, fuck it.
0: Which we'll never ever own.
1: <laughs> and I said, fuck it. Let's just buy a giant block of land in the middle of fucking nowhere. And then we can only let our cool friends move on to our block of land and build houses. And
0: then, you, and then she started talking about weird, like, no clothing allowed. That and didn't happen. And bear costumes. It was wild.
1: Folks. All perfect examples wild. of things that were never said by me.
0: But not everyone has quite the wildling nature that you do. Some people might have a variety of cults that they'd like to start or be a part of. Because <laughs> not everyone is a cult leader and you need cult followers. That's what makes the world go around. I mean, the if world America
1: has taught us anything. <laughs> Cults do not make the world go round. That is quite literally something nobody has ever said apart from you well, on this podcast.
0: There was an there's an entire religion that started as a cult.
1: Did you see? Sure, oh. as hell, sure as hell
0: has made a whole lot of effect on the world.
1: Shots fired. Did you hear about that cult? Um, I can't remember what country it started in. Um, cult McCoy? But there were basically uh, this guy that reckoned he was both the reincarnation of Jesus and Buddha in one being. And he could diagnose all your life problems by looking at your feet for a low, low price of nine hundred dollars.
0: See, this is backwards marketing, though. So he's charging to look at your feet,
1: not paying to look at feet.
0: Yeah, no, he's charging. He's charging you to look at your feet.
1: Yeah, rather than paying like, like someone you, on like OnlyFans. Right. Whereas to
0: look you at their feet. Yeah, whereas you charge people 9.99 to look at your feet. <laughs> I think you're going to come out of a loss here. Yeah, I know. I've got it all wrong. Like 899 not I don't know, $890 off.
1: That so, should just be my tagline. It's like $890 off the recommended retail price. <laughs>
0: That's right. There you go. That's smart marketing. But, you know, that's not really, you know, his claim to be both the Buddha and Jesus, I suppose, isn't that outlandish, really, when you think about it? Because the Buddha is a different person every time, right? Like, different Buddhas, the Buddha is reincarnated. So, what's to say that the Buddha could not have been reincarnated as the Jesus?
1: No, but he's both at the same time.
0: Yeah, but I know, I understand that. So, I'm saying, like, so, like... If the Buddha reincarnated and then was also the Jesus, he would simultaneously be the Jesus of the Buddha. And if the Buddha Jesus reincarnated into this young fella, then in th- then technically speaking, by the rules set by forth by both Buddha and Jesus... He could be both Jesus and the Buddha, and he would read your feet. I bet your feet have little lines, you know, like little lifelines he could read. He pulls on your little pinky toe. Maybe it gives a little tickle, and based on your laugh, it kind of tells you, ooh, la la. Ophelia's showing her foot to the camera, her little purple toenails. <laughs> Tickles your foot, and based on your laugh, it kind of tells you what your future holds.
1: It's like reading tea leaves, so I'm just going to read your fucking bunions.
0: <laughs> read the toe, the toe jam. but see this is the kind of charisma that we need right to start a proper cult you can't just be a cult of boring people you need someone with some pizzazz like this gentleman has like
1: Jared Leto didn't he just start a cult
0: I think he did actually I think he did and he looks like Jesus well he looks like like what white people think Jesus looks like not what like the real Jesus Do you know that there's a there's a theory that if um, if the Jesus, the historical Jesus, was in fact a real being, which I think most historians do believe that there was probably some some dude named Jesus, right, of that time period, that he was probably actually like a cobalist magician. Yeah. And a lot of the miracles that he performed were either as a result of magic, or were um, actually metaphors for something else. Like for example. Uh, when Jesus says uh, uh, When Jesus feeds people of the fish It's because um, So there's there's four fixed constellations In the sky And depending on Some sort of configuration it, it determines like what age you're in And they usually last like a I think it's a couple of millennia or Maybe it's three millennia So in the time of the Jesus It was the the age of the Pisces
1: I can't call him right? the Jesus Like he's like a wrestler yeah, but- the Jesus, well, I, <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, <gasps> dude. That would there was a um, that that would be a good gimmick, actually, you know. And then like his finisher is like the crucifix.
1: <laughs> the fucking the the, cru- the cu- 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 crucifixion, <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. The the crucifix cutter.
1: Oh my god! Did you see that talking and, about talking well, about wrestling? Though, did you do you see fucking and, Chris Hemsworth and, is going to be? doing a uh starring in the role of fucking hulk hogan
0: now is it a hulk hogan movie or is he part of the vince mcmahon movie that's coming out i don't know
1: either way because
0: uh i think it's great bradley cooper bradley cooper is gonna play vince mcmahon in a movie
1: get bradley cooper out of here
0: (sighs) vince mcmahon's a piece of shit though um but, but but no more about the Jesus. So a lot of the stuff in the Bible was metaphorical. So listen, at the end of the day, we haven't had a good proper cult in a long time. Like, when was the last cult you remember? Like, Heaven's Gate, maybe? Oof. Do you have, oh. Mm. Waco? I'm, like, I'm from Texas. Like, Waco was not that far up the road from us. Old David Koresh. What was, so. the, what
1: was the one where they... So Heaven's Gate was the one that they all thought they were fucking going to space or some shit and they all wore their Yeah. So did you know fun factoid about that cult? So the shoes that they were wearing it was this particular style of Nike's and after that whole thing happened Nike pulled that whole line of shoes and they're selling What are they like, worth now? They're selling for like I've seen them like come up every once in a while for like $100,000. What? Yeah,
0: that's crazy. Did you know that um, the the guy the who was the um, the cult leader of Heaven's Gate? I want to say, I keep want to say Major Applewhite, but I actually think that, that it is was a quarterback. It is something Applewhite, yeah. right? So that guy's that guy is also from Texas.
1: Wow, I actually he went got to- good stock when um, it comes to
0: cult leaders.
1: <laughs> it's good breeding stock. Um. <laughs> fucking slaps Texas. This baby can fit so much colts in it.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. We got three things going for us in Texas. colt leaders, steers, and beers. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: And now, of course, I'm referring to the Lone Star of Texas beer. Did you know that Lone Star, my favorite beer brand, has a new Mexican-style lager called um, Rio... What is it called? Like Rio... Uh, Jade or something like that? You did tell me that. It's excellent. I'm not drinking for a hundred days, but I still savor the taste in my mouth.
1: That's what she said.
0: But listen, it's been far too—it's been far too long since we've had a proper call. And a lot of people these days, you know, they don't know where to turn. You go, you get on the internet to, to you know, turn your brain off for a little while. And people are forming mobs and canceling people, I'm trying to cancel Noam Chomsky. Fuck, man, like that, we've run out of options. So, if you were to start a cult, right? If I said to you, uh, you have the resources and the means and the land to start a cult, how what, what kind of cult would you start and where would you start it at?
1: Fuck, I don't know. You've obviously thought very much about this, so I want to, I want to hear some of your
0: ideas. Well, uh, I like the woods and stuff, right? And I like the oceans, so I think that I'd have to find some place up in Northern California area.
1: Big Bear you know, Lake, like
0: mm. Well, Big Bear Lake is—it's uh, cool. That's a, that's an awesome place. I love Big Bear. But I think, like, I think if I had like unlimited resources to start my coal, I'm gonna pick some place that is a combination of forest life, that forest life, and that ocean life. <laughs> You know, so I think if I traveled up the coast a little ways into central or northern central California, where some of the the you know like um like Big Sur, you know that's an area where it's like very foresty, very green. The weather's cool. It's always overcast. You're right on the ocean. Um, there's crazy seals and sea lions all over the place. Like, I think that'd be a pretty a pretty rad place to start a cult, right? Because the weather would always be great, and um. It would be, you know, like everyone would wear robes, right? <laughs> Preferably black robes, black and white robes. Do you wear anything That's under the right. robes, or is it like a kill? No, no, nothing underneath, no undies anymore, um, uh, unless it's like lingerie, because of course every great cult has some sort of sexual component to it. It so does. You can wear lingerie. It? Yeah, well, because listen, like, mo- let's be okay. To take to take it out of fantasy for a while. Most of the time. These cult leaders are uh, tend to. I guess it's not in every instance, but they tend to kind of use their position as the cult leader to somehow prove that God or aliens or whomever their higher power is needs to sleep with the women, maybe and the men. In the case of like uh, Aleister Crowley, the women and the men, in order to serve the uh, the will of the higher power.
1: Right. 100%.
0: All right. So, so in my cult, there will be uh, black and white robes. You can pick either one. And Honey Burdette for men and women. <laughs> Your choice. Optional. 100%. Oh, my God. We'll have sponsorship.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need a sponsorship from Honey Burdette and fucking <laughs> Halloween Town.
0: <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly it. Um, my cult would, of course, practice magic. Right, that would be uh, you know magic and yoga. That would be like a, a regular aspect of uh, cult-like activities. be chickens. sunning. No, that's you. You have your cult time. This is my cult time. <laughs> you keep your perennial sunning to your cult. Excuse okay? me. If um, this is
1: your cult, though, I am also the queen of this cult.
0: Well, if you're, if we, if we let you in.
1: Wouldn't your cults have equal equal rights for women's?
0: Yes, equal rights for women. Butthole sunning. Um, nope. not not okay. <laughs> all people in my cult are equal, but some people in my cult, like me, are more equal.
1: What if it was a majority vote? What if we all got to vote and half of us said yes, butthole sunning at dawn.
0: Well then you don't have a majority. And listen, if you want to go down and do that, you I'm gonna cut every time you say butthole out. So I don't know why you keep saying it. This podcast is gonna be five minutes long. So so I my cult would be my I don't think my cult would be nefarious at all. Like I think my cult would be a cult where people like uh read and engage in discourse. We would have a pin, right? Okay, like uh like think of like the UFC octagon. Right? Okay? But, um, so it'd be a pit, So, but it'd be like in the ground, right? Right. Yeah. Being like in the ground. No, let's see how, no, no, it's, it's level, ground level, okay? But, you, there would be pulpits in there and it would be called the danger space.
1: The danger okay?
0: zone. Well, but it's specifically a place for arguments. So in my <laughs> cult, instead of uh, getting on Twitter and hashtagging or something along those lines. What what we would do, if you have a disagreement with someone, is you would schedule time to the danger space, the Thunderdome. Let's call it the Thunderdome. Let's call it the okay? please, yes. And you will debate. And then based on your debate, like Zizek and, and uh, Peterson, okay, based on the debate, there's a majority vote. And then whomever wins, wins. And it doesn't mean you have to force your ideals onto someone else, but simply that in a live space, you have to use your words and wit to explain your position. The other person explains their their position. You have to listen. You have a couple instances of being able to uh, rebuttal. And then the the rest of the cult votes on who is the victor. And then there you go. Everyone, you shake hands and everyone's the better for it. So... There's the Danger Thunderdome, there's <laughs> yoga, there's uh, magic, magic practices on a regular basis, um, robes, honey bird dead, vegan food, only vegan food. Yes. Right? Um, lots of coffee and goats. wine. And, and cannabis and goats. We'll have well, one goat. Have one goat His and that will goat be will be name will be Baphomet. But we'll also have chickens because you know I love chickens. And um, let me try to think. What else, what are some other good culty things? What is um, some, some
1: fucking Kool-Aid? That's a culty now, thing. See,
0: I, I know, but I think that's got like a little bit of a bad reputation Snapple. these days. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I don't, I'm not, not sure that I want to necessarily... Introduce Snapple. What's another powdered to, beverage
1: what, that is not Kool-Aid? What else do you all have over there? I don't
0: why does it gotta be water or wine or water into wine? I could turn water into wine. How about that? Brandy? Love brandy. Oh, fuck. A little gin. Gin's a little gin.
1: cool. Okay. Did you know oh you don't know what Pavlova is, do you?
0: Is that the dog thing where you give him a treat <laughs> and his mouth waters?
1: So, there's this, um, America, there's this Australian food called pavlova, and it's basically like a big baked meringue, and it's got, like, cream and, like, berries and deliciousness on it. They have... Did
0: you say berries? Yeah. Did you say cream? Yeah. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who likes berries and cream. Oh
1: my god! Um this is what happens when when Dave does a podcast without wine. Um.
0: <laughs> and, and also at midnight.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true too. But um, there is now a gin here that is flavored like pavlova.
0: That sounds really good, actually. Okay,
1: it's uh, so we've agreed. The cult beverage of choice is pavlova flavored gin. Okay. Mm.
0: okay. Okay, yes. Okay. Also, my cult will have swords.
1: Like fencing swords or like
0: broadswords? I think this is where I think a certain level of creativity is allowed because I don't want to hamstring people in the cult. First off, people in the cult have free will. So you can choose. You can have a katana. You can have a rapier. You can have a broadsword. But everyone carries swords as a matter of protection and also for the art form of it.
1: Because it's going to be bears. purposes.
0: There might be the bears. Woods. I am. That's true. And the woods and snakes. But we're fans. Listen, again, this is a vegan commune cult, magic cult, <laughs> sponsored by Honey Burdett. So we're not really down for killing animals. But like you do, you certainly you must protect yourself, right? Yes. So we'll do jujitsu. Everyone will train jujitsu uh, after yoga. And um, lots of bonfires and uh, naked dancing under the moonlight. I
1: love naked
0: Orgies are optional.
1: (laughs) You can participate. It's a Tuesday night. You can participate. You can
0: watch. It's consensual. ooh, we don't. Well, I think Tuesday nights are closed from now on. (laughs) But but uh, consensual uh, participation in the orgies only. Yes. Complete optional. Yes. Okay, so that's my cult. I think I think that would be a pretty fun cult. We'd read a lot. We would debate. We'd have intellectual thought. Orgies optional. Vegan food, goats, chickens, sponsored by Henry Burdett. What about you? Do you remember, what kind of cult would you create?
1: Do you remember when people used to read and have intelligent debate? That was cool. Hey, do uh, you remember?
0: Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Member. <laughs> It's a time long since past. <laughs> yes.
1: Back in my day, we used to read and talk like adults.
0: <laughs> well, like I, I was having a conversation with a friend. As I've had actually several conversations with a lot of friends lately, actually. It seems like a few of my friends, like in, like Diana, for example, um, have all in some way or form deleted or, or removed, at least even if they haven't deleted the account, released from their form some of, if not all of their social media. It just seems like everyone is doing it all at one time. And I understand why. Because it's reached ridiculous levels. Yeah. You know, there was a... Um, I, I, there's a there's a, there's a, a, a famous... Um, he's a, a web developer. His name is Jer- Jaron something. I don't have to find the name. But he's a, he's kind of a character. Uh, he kind of looks like Ralph from The, the Muppets. <laughs> but he was sort of talking about the dangers of social media and how it actually makes many people depressed and irritable and angry. And it actually doesn't change our reality completely because social media is designed to make us addicted, right? So Facebook, Instagram, Google, um, they're all designed to make us uh, addicted. And they they're, they make their money, and they make a lot of money through, ad, through advertisement. Mm. Like, it's basically like, imagine if someone got you addicted and then gave you... To someone, Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. You've seen Requiem for a Dream, right? About 80,000 times, yes. What's the actress, Jennifer Connelly? So this is like when Jennifer Connelly was all strung out and she got sold to that group of wealthy people and they made her go ass to ass. Yes. That's, that's basically the way most people, especially Americans, are with social media. The uh, advertisers and the bad actors... Basically, take advantage of our addiction to f- reprogram our thoughts, and so he recommends sort of unplugging. And I think we take it a step further, and we actually go back to reading and debating and and living in the forest and um, having free love.
1: Yeah, <laughs> free love.
0: Um. Now, what about you? So, assume I mean, obviously, if I start a call, you would be with me in the call, mm. hopefully. Uh, but let's let's pretend. Um, I had my cult, but now it's time for you to start your, cor- cult, your cult, and I will join your cult. But what, is, what are some of the things that you would do if you could just, like, go full throw and, like, go into the wilderness or go into the desert or whatever it may be?
1: Okay. So, listen. I would have, same as you, everyone would be out in the woods because I like the woods the best. I think that's fun. And everyone would have little cabins. And you could build your own little. Okay, yeah. You could build your own little cabin, and every cabin would have a fireplace in it and a jacuzzi. Okay.
0: Inside of the cabin. Inside
1: of the cabin, and there would also be a big you... outdoor jacuzzi for everybody.
0: Okay. Is that where the orgies take place?
1: Yes. And.
0: The consensual.
1: <laughs> the consensual jacuzzi orgies. Oh my god, that's my yeah. new band name: Consensual Jacuzzi Orgy.
0: That should, be your, that should be, like, your spoken word album. <laughs> like, like, just have, a, like, a stand-up bassist in the background and you just spit some rhymes.
1: <laughs> Fucking perfect. 10 out of 10. I love it. Um, and there will be no wake-up time. Everyone could. Can... Oh, I
0: should have... Add, I have to add that mm. to my quote, too. Yep. Wake up whenever you want.
1: Yep. So you could just sleep in if you wanted to, because sometimes you just need a day where you wake up at 10 o'clock sometimes you need those
0: days now what's interesting about that is that never ever happens for you
1: no i woke up four times during the night last night because there was something dripping outside <laughs> because it was raining and then i woke up at 7 30 and it's my day off so that's fucking sick
0: <laughs> brutal
1: um and there would be a bonfire where everyone sat around every night and we eat dinner together and which we would okay. all help yeah like all this and every night it would be potluck so everybody would bring food and we'd all share food together.
0: I always feel lucky with pot.
1: <laughs> I don't. I eat 10 bags of chips and fucking fall asleep.
0: <laughs> that sounds pretty lucky to me, man. <laughs>
1: fucking super lucky. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so we'd all have our potluck dinner with our Pavlo Virgin. Or wine, whichever you preferred. If you want to drink water, that's okay, okay too, because we're not making you drink. You can drink whatever you want. I don't care. But also, there'll be pavlova gin. Right? And...
0: Yeah, 100%. I'm down for it.
1: (laughs) And if you want to wear pajamas all day, fuck yeah, wear pajamas all day. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I am wearing a fluffy rabbit uh, what do you call it?:
0: no, no, would, would that be like your would that be like your matriarch outfit, this fluffy rabbit robe?
1: Mm, matriarch outfit? I mean, tomorrow yeah. I might want to wear an otter.
0: I, I think we need to take a moment to describe how I think we're, we're super underplaying this robe. So you don't <laughs> know this reference. but for those of you, especially those of you in America who have ever seen a Christmas story. It's kind of like Ralphie's uh, pink nightmare, but in robe, like in terry cloth, like thick terry cloth robe form, in the palest of pinks. Kind of like if you ever had like a like a shabby chic bunny. Like, remember the velveteen rabbit? Yep. It's kind of like if the velveteen rabbit when like at the end of the story when it's all beat up, it's like missing an eye, you know. But it's like well worn. It's got like some drool stains on it. Like some place, some of the oh this one definitely some of the does. is a bit matted. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's it's wonderfulness, wonderfulness, wonderfulness. Word, my cult will use the word wonderfulness. Oh, by the way, uh, my cult also have a t- so have a few different because I don't know how many people I'm gonna let my cult so far. But like uh, they'll have teepees for uh, cannabis usage.
1: Oh, so just like a uh, duchy.
0: Uh, mm, not really for that purpose. More for like, um, you know, sort of getting into the shamanism aspect of it. You know, I think what the aim of my cult would be to sort of bring back uh, a different form of society that's a little bit more egalitarian. Egal- egalitarian. 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 And. Going back to the roots of, like, herbal medicines and shamanism and higher states of consciousness and Honey Burdette underwear.
1: <laughs> Noted. <laughs> um And, yes, sorry. Everyone would wear whatever robes they wanted. We would just be chilling all day long. And we would have a vegetable garden that everyone would tend to. Or not tend okay, to. Okay, I like all this. Do what you want. I don't care. And... No social media allowed. At all.
0: Thank God.
1: Because Facebook is actually the devil.
0: And... Well, if you're having orgies, you don't really have a lot of time for social media. No, man, you my know hands are full.
1: I haven't got time for Literally,
0: that. Literally. Like skiing.
1: <laughs> Fucking skiing? Down the slopes of debt, ace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Now,
0: now, listen. As much as it's nice to think about these cults with no rules and everyone's free, like you gotta have some rules, right? Yeah, so you gotta have at least some tenets of behavior. Okay, rule number. Let's say that um, you come down the mountain with your your Joseph Campbell. You're the Moses. You come down with your tenets. The tenant. What's what's the name of your cult? Bananas. (laughs) Okay, the cult of bananas. Okay, <laughs> the now you come down with your banana shaped tablet and it's got the tenant. So, tenant number one, <laughs>
1: banana shaped stone tablet.
0: <laughs> tenant number one, do not thou shall not be a fuckwit.
1: Yes, don't be a fucking er- melt ever.
0: Okay, what else you got? What, what's another what's on your uh, how many commandments do you have in your cult? I don't know. Let's just run through them, and we'll just see. Okay. All right. What's commandment number two?
1: Don't fuck on your neighbor's bitch unless they say it's okay.
0: Thou shall not enjoy the pleasures of thy neighbor's partner without <laughs> all's consent.
1: Yes. And Okay. don't steal shit or you get kicked out. You know what we should bring back? We should just bring back banishing the
0: Fortnite. people. Oh my god! I banish people all the time.
1: We just bring back banishment. Like you're just a dick. You fucking banished. Get out.
0: That okay? No. See, listen. This is what happens. This is this is a slippery slope into cancel culture. We still have banishing. It's called hashtag cancel someone. No, saying.
1: but if someone does something actually bad. Like someone tries to fuck on their neighbor's bitch and then
0: steals old corn. Totally. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. And then, you know, like everyone can get behind that, but then it's like oh, you stole the corn and someone's like oh, but we're commune. Why? How is it stealing corn? And then it's like oh, well, you don't think that eating corn is stealing. So then you're canceled and then it's a slippery slope man. Mm. Then you're basically fascist Eh, it's no good. <laughs>
1: then how do you deal with people that are trying to fuck on everyone and eat, steal the corn?
0: First off, I don't think that... I think that if you have open, consensual orgies, people aren't <laughs> going to be trying to fuck on other people outside of the... I mean, dude, seriously. Like, okay, maybe one person does not give you consent, but there's 50 other people who are, like, down for it. Like, who has time for that? There is I Have I talked about Rat Park on this podcast?
1: Yes. A couple of times, I think, now.
0: Okay. Okay. It's my favorite thing. So, uh, it's like Rat Park, right? If you give people plenty of things to do, if you give people support and love and pleasure... Cocaine, apparently, if we're uh, talking Rat Park. No. Actually, quite the opposite. Challenges, stimulation, they often will not choose destruction. I think part of the reason why we have so many issues going on is because we live in such a restrictive life. And I know people like to think that we have all these freedoms. We don't have freedoms, okay? We have the illusion of choice, to paraphrase Mr. St. George Carlin. And in an absence of true freedoms and true choices, we are, and, and, and community, and, and deep relationships, and being heard, right? Right, valid. We, cho- we choose We choose destructive behaviors because they offer momentary dopamine highs, Stealing, whatever it may be, right? And and we we use those to get by in the otherwise abyss that is life. So if you take your coal and you provide plenty of like like arts and crafts and food, everyone has got food. There's a place where everyone listens to one another. I think what you'll find is you won't actually have much I mean there will probably be from time to time the need for punishment. But, like, you can go old-school punishment, like, like, uh, uh, like the gallows.
1: Oh, so you we know, can't can banish people, but we can send them to the gallows?
0: Yeah, because, look, you can send someone to the gallows, and they learn their lesson, and they can be implemented back into society. Right. And then I suppose if there's repeated or or really grave offenses, then you can banish them. Or, uh, in my cult, since we all have swords, we and we live by them, then sometimes you die by them.
1: Maybe. Well, maybe it should be more That's of go- a, a list of things, that, not things that you shouldn't do, but maybe things that
0: you should do. Wait. You okay. Th- those are all things. Those are, those are things that we should get into, your new commandments. But I just realized something. I had an epiphany. Have You, you haven't seen any of Game of Thrones, have you? No. Do you know who Ned Stark is? Um... Do you want me to spoil this? It's like a five-year-old show now.
1: Yeah, it's five years old. I don't think there's going to be any spoilers.
0: Do you know who Sean Bean is? Yes. Okay. You know how Sean Bean dies in everything he's in?
1: Yes, he does.
0: Okay. Okay. So, the opening... One of the, the one of the first opening scenes of Game of Thrones Season 1 has Ned Stark killing a deserter by the sword. As, as the Warden of the North, it's his job... To it to 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 uh, enact the punishment, and he beheads a deserter of um, of the uh, or of uh, the black, whatever the, the the people by the wall, watch, watching of the wall, right? At the end of season one, Ned Stark dies by beheading. He literally lives and dies by the sword. The irony.
1: Illuminati confirmed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so so you your your commandments will not actually be a list of things not to do, but rather a, a list of things to do. Yes. Okay, what do you have?
1: So, I think it should be "Thou shalt communicate clearly and concisely and without fear of ridicule or retribution."
0: Okay, that's very good.
1: Right. I think that people should be able to indulge themselves.
0: Of course, you do, (laughs) Satanist?
1: I should just... I've got like the Satanic Bible here. I should just read out the 13 Satanic laws because I think... Okay.
0: All right. So your your cult will... You will have a Satanic cult that will live by the 13 Satanic laws. So why don't you read everyone your laws?
1: Let me try and find the... My rabbit ears are getting in the way of my life. But see, that's the thing. Like the sat- the satanic, like in like Levein Satanism, like s- uh there's still satanic laws. Well, They're not.
0: Well, why don't we? Why don't we? Why don't we back up? Because there might. I mean, we have people who listen from all over the globe, so we should probably explain when we say satanic what you mean by that, what that means to you.
1: Oh, okay. It's not devil worship, peeps. Let's just fucking get that straight, okay?
0: Okay, but what, what exactly, when you say Satanism, like, again, for people who don't know, what is it that you mean by that? Obviously, you don't, you don't literally mean worshipping, like, a dude with, like, a, a, a tail and some horns and hoof feet and things of that nature, although that'd be dope, too.
1: <laughs> if that actually existed in real life. It's, it's more based on a system of uh, self-belief and self-worship, because at the end of the day, we're the masters of our own destiny. It's not up to some fucking sky daddy that says what life holds for us. It's essentially like we create
0: our own stuff. Can you start calling me Sky Daddy?
1: (laughs) My Sky Daddy! (laughs) So, I mean, there's... So, let's uh, let's just start. I'll just read the 11 satanic rules of the earth because I think a lot of these... I mean, there's a... There's okay. one or two in there where I'm sort of like uh, About, but I'll get to those in a minute Alright,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll caveat as we go Okay,
1: so number one is do not give opinions Or advice unless you're asked
0: Oh fuck, I'm already kicked out of the court
1: Alright, do not tell your troubles Yeah. Uh, do not tell your troubles to others Unless you're sure they want to hear them
0: Okay, all the emos are gone
1: Yep When in another's home, show them respect Or don't go there Alright,
0: all right, yeah I, I pretty much do that Okay
1: Now number four It says if, the, if you have a guest in your home And they basically disrespect you or your home Treat them cruelly or without mercy I don't 100% believe in that But
0: What about a little spank? Hey a little spank?
1: Maybe they, I mean if they want a little spank Maybe
0: Only consensually Only
1: consensually um,
0: If they're being a brat
1: Number five is Do not make sexual advances Unless you are given the mating signal
0: yeah, I mean, but what's the mating signal? We should really be real clear on that. Oh, like daddy,
1: a, get up on it. Back, back it up. Back, back, back it
0: up. So you guys can't see this because this is an audio <laughs> podcast, but like, I think that if you want to initiate some sort of intimacy with, a, with another person, right, you actually have to do what you just did, which is to sing that song and then actually back that ass up. In a
1: fluffy like rabbit like
0: suit well, look, you, not everyone's going to wear that costume, but, like, you know how, like, some birds in the wild do, like, mating dances and such? <laughs> yeah. Like, emus and ostriches and stuff? Right. It's just like that.
1: Um, uh, number six, do not take that which does not belong to you unless it's a burden to another person and they cry to be relieved of it. So don't steal.
0: All right. That seems That seems fair. Yeah. All right.
1: Um. Oh, my screen just went weird. Uh, Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. If you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you'll lose all that you have
0: obtained. I mean, that seems fair. Yeah. Don't bite the hand that feeds.
1: Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself to.
0: What does that mean? Do not complain about that which you do not need to subject yourself to. Okay,
1: so, to. like, for example, like me today, I I broke this today. I complained relentlessly about my job. I could probably just leave and get another job. Otherwise, I shouldn't complain, right? So it's like it's like we've had this conversation before where it's... I
0: was about to say, <laughs> it sounds very familiar.
1: <laughs> like, we've had this conversation before, you know? It's like, you could leave. You don't have to be there. Like, just either deal with it or don't complain about it, Right?
0: Okay, yeah, sure. I'm down for that. Um, do not
1: harm little children.
0: Definitely down for that.
1: Um, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food.
0: Well, I believe vegans, in part of so that. We're
1: vegans, don't, we don't kill for yeah. food either.
0: So just fucking don't kill animals, man. They're cool.
1: Um, when walking in open territory, bother nobody. If somebody bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not stop, destroy him.
0: So this is like some advice my mom gave me. And she, you know, us being from South Texas, she had a slightly more colloquial way of saying it. But she basically said, don't take no shit off anyone.
1: Yeah. Don't take no shit. And then, like, along with those, you've got, like, the nine satanic sins, um, which are. All right, what are those? Stupidity, pretentiousness. Oh. Um,
0: Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pretentiousness is awesome. Oh, <laughs> no. No. I'm going to put my sunglasses on indoors. Oh, and get have you seen my pipe? Wrecked. I have a wizard pipe. Like, Do you know who you're marrying? <laughs> my whole life is one big, dark, pretentious room. No, you're not. one big, pretentious room.
1: <laughs> you're not pretentious. I don't know what this word means. What's solipsism? I'm go pretentious.
0: I don't know. Google
1: that shit. Uh, it's a philosophical idea that only one's mind is, sure, is that only one's mind is sure to exist. Uh, don't be closed-minded, essentially. Is that what that means? Okay.
0: All right. Sure. Um, nope. That makes sense to me. Number 4 is
1: self-deceit.
0: Yes, uh, 100% on that. Number
1: 5 is herd conformity. 100%
0: with that.
1: Uh, number 6 is lack of perspective. Also down. Uh, number 7 is forgetfulness of past orthoxities.
0: I love foxes. <laughs> pa- past, present, or future.
1: Um, number eight is counterproductive pride. Yeah.
0: And number yep. nine
1: is lack of aesthetics.
0: Oh, well, see, this is where I think that conflicts a little bit with pretentiousness, because that's my whole no, aesthetic. I don't
1: think so. I think where it says lack of aesthetics, it's like, fucking, like, take care of yourself. Like, be proud of yourself. Like, look get after your yourself. Can't huh? get my nose did?
0: No nails. Oh, get your nails, did. Work. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Alright. See, I'm down with all of these things. I think um I think I, I think I really like this idea of having some sort of tenants, but I think for my cult, I'm gonna keep it a little simple because I'm a big fan of keeping it simple, stupid. I <laughs> knew you were gonna so, say that. <laughs> so and also the band kiss. And also the song, The God of Thunder, which is the official song of my I was just
1: going to say, can we have an official song and can it be Kiss?
0: Well, yeah. Mine's God of Thunder. What is yours?
1: If it had to be a Kiss song?
0: Yeah. If you only can pick from a Kiss song to be the theme for your particular cult. It would be
1: Love Gun. (laughs)
0: Love it. Okay. So my, the rules of my cult, I think I'm going to keep them way more simple, and there's just going to be three rules, okay? okay. Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, love is the law, love under will, and every man and woman is a star. But then... Of course, I'm referring...
1: But what about someone wants to what? be, like, gross? Like...
0: So, so here's the thing. So, obviously, I'm referring to Alistair Crowley and Thelema, right? Um, the way I've always interpreted that is when when people say, do as thou wilt. And I think this is like the difference between Crowley and uh, LaVey to some degree. I don't really think... I mean, look, Crowley was clearly indulgent yes. and suffered from syphilis and drug addiction <laughs> towards the end of his life. but But also... I think when he meant will, he didn't mean, like, petty indulgences, but rather he meant um, your true nature, your true passions, your true desire. Right. Right? So, like, for you, like, you want to be a writer, right? That's your passion. So that's what you should do. You should yes. love everyone around you so long as the love of so- your love for someone does not deter you from your passion. So, for example, if I said babe you can't write anymore because I don't know. Because it makes me insecure, right? That would not be no matter how much you loved me, under these tenets, you would have to follow your will, right? Right. Because that's that's your that's what gives us purpose in this life is following the things that we have great deep passions for and we have meaning behind. So so to your question like I guess is it possible that someone's wealth would be uh, uh, you know a scat play? I mean I guess. Uh, but
1: why got bring poo poo into
0: this? Well, you said disgusting. So, <laughs> but like I I don't I think that if you gave people a safe environment to really explore their passion, I think that most people will um, will choose something that is is um you know, is more good than bad. Also, uh, and I guess this is sort of like an unspoken rule: doing as thy wilt, and love is the law, means you can't take someone else's wilt away from them. No. So, for example, capitalism could not exist under Crowley's three tenets of the Lima. Yes. Because capitalism, by its very like, like if you were greedy, like most capitalists are, you would be you you. You would, much like is is the case in reality, be taking someone's ability to do their own will. So that just doesn't exist. So everyone supports everyone in doing their passions. And that passion and that craft, that artisanship, is is the thing that you do. And then beyond that one thing, do as my favorite philosophers, Bill and Ted... (laughs) Once said, be excellent to one another. And share your stuff. And then, share your stuff. Yeah, love, right? And then, every man and woman is a star. As above, so below. So within, so without. Everything and everyone is all made up of the same matter and particles and energy as the celestial bodies in the sky. And, and just like we mar- we look up to the skies and marvel at those things, right? Call it God's creation or the universe or whatever it may be, Odin, right?
1: Spine Spaghetti Monster. No, th-
0: Sure. Even now with that, right? <laughs> a, a, a crazy comet, you know, Xenu. Like, no, <laughs> those things in the sky that we view as just, like, otherworldly are made up of the very same things that we are. So in a lot of ways it kind of sums up some of the tenets that in your satanic bible which is that we are special
1: yeah
0: you know we are actually beings worthy of praise and then those as if those are the three laws then beyond that the practice of magic would sort of further <coughs> deepen the connection to the divine and nature and ourselves and, and the source of all that is creation and I think that if you're in an environment that preaches that and, in, and intellect right and 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 uh, academia and philosophy and debate and uh, consensual orgies and vegan food. I think we you have a recipe for a pretty nice utopia.
1: And I think as well, if much like we all should be doing in our everyday lives, if you started your cult and then only let cool cunts in, right? So this is how this is how you should treat your everyday life, right? So, I think you would find that if you chose to surround yourself with people that are not shit, maybe like yeah, only let cool people in, you probably would have less need for so many like tenants, I guess so to speak, because you're surrounding yourself with like-minded people and I think a lot of people particularly with social media because I find that a lot of people For them, it's sort of like, you know, fucking collecting Pokemon cards, right? You go, like, collect them all. I've got a thousand friends on my Facebook. It's like, how how many of those people do you actually know? And how many of those people... Do you see their posts and you're like, what the
0: fuck, man? Like... Well, I... I don't know how it was in Australia, but in America, I remember in my lifetime, there was a very slow and gradual destruction of the idea of communities. Yeah. You know, um... They... Over time, they made us fear one another and they've divided us further and further apart. But as COVID has proved, we're social beings. We need to be in the company of others. Yeah. And um, so when you live in a world where you're, you're physically scared of the people on the street and at the same time, you, um, you still have that innate need for companionship and love and respect – I think people have falsely, have turned to a false idol on social media in which, in which you collect, you have lots of friends, right? And it doesn't mean that friendships can't spawn from uh, online interaction. Oh, absolutely. Back back in the 20th century, people, you know, would make friends with pen pals. Wasn't you telling me that your mom had a pen pal or something? My mom
1: did have a pen pal. So my mom used to work for Air India and she yeah. had uh, um, a pen pal called, oh, what was her name? I remember she always, she has like heaps of photos. These, I don't know how they met, but they became pen pals. And they were sending each other letters and photos, and I thought that was really cool. Like, people don't do that yeah.
0: anymore. Right. So like, so like, it's it's 100% natural and possible for people to make real, lasting, deep friendships uh, at a distance, yeah. right? But, For the most part, what you do is, like you said, it's like Pokemon. You collect a bunch of faceless, nameless people, most of which you don't know very well or don't know at all, and you survive and you get your dopamine hit based on likes. Yeah. And, you know, you said earlier, like, don't let shitty people in. Well, the unfortunate thing with social media is because you don't actually know anyone, the opportunity to allow shitty people in is just easier. And because the algorithm is designed to keep you addicted and keep you acting and engaging, and even though positive reinforcement has been proven to have longer, deeper, long-term effects, uh, <laughs> bad bad stimuli is is shown to uh, engage or provoke faster, more immediate engagement. Oh,
1: absolutely! So
0: you have two sort of orders that that the algorithm has: keep people addicted. And get them to engage constantly. And so what you get is is whether you like it or not, whether you even think you invited them in or not, you basically have a bunch of social media vampires that you've allowed into your house, most of which will be negative and make you feel crummy and make you get really nihilistic in at your view in the world.
1: Yeah, like I've cut down... Um, my Facebook friends list a lot. Like it's, you know, and of all this like COVID stuff and like the Black Lives Matter movement that's picked up momentum and all this sort of stuff. Like I've really realized how shitty a lot of people were that I associated with or just had on my Facebook. Like you know, people's garbage attitudes have like really reared their ugly but, heads. And I've just I think see, I've got like three hundred people on Facebook now.
0: Now, here's the thing. Like, I think that um, par- paring down your social media is a good thing. I Like, periodically I'll go through and I'll just be like, who is this person again? Or, Like, you know, you and you, you recognize, like, different phases in your life where it's like, oh, I remember that time I was following a bunch of vegan pages. And, or I remember that time I was following a bunch of fitness pages or jujitsu pages or whatever, you know, the booty photos with inspirational <laughs> quotes underneath it that say live, laugh, love. Like, whatever it may be that you were in at that particular time but also like in regards to like conflicting ideas and this is where i think that like introducing this idea of in our in our crazy cultish utopias introducing the idea of proper debate is important because online perpetuates shitty ideas yeah you know no one listens to one another because you can't tell tone and right like we all know that old adage like text okay um, and because you feel protected behind the veil of like the screen,
1: right? Because people, you know, you're say on the other side of it. Like on social media, they would never say to your face, not in a million right. fucking years.
0: Like there was an old, um, I, I read this somewhere where like if if ever the government, any government, wanted to um, attack its own citizens, right? Like if uh, uh, I don't know. Let's say I rose to power in America and I wanted to like run it as a dictator and I wanted to use uh, military forces to do so. Um, The old adage used to be you would bring in foreign military types because the idea was that, you know, let's say if I'm an American dictator and I brought in uh, the that they would not see the Americans the same as them. And therefore, they would be able to enact cruelty that they wouldn't if they saw their brothers and sisters. Right. Now, if Black Lives Matter has taught us anything, I don't know that that's quite as simplistic as it sounds. Because what happens in the real world is that people start to look at each other not as humans, but as ideologies. And it becomes – and then once you do that, it becomes very easy to dismiss them and hate them, which doesn't mean that their ideas are correct. Yeah. Right? But like – I've seen and I know of people, friends, you know, acquaintances, former podcast hosts who all of oh, a sudden got oof. real got real condescending and shitty because they decided to wake up one day and decide that they liked politics and they are trying to force feed their their ideology and they, they have to because they're subjected because, you know, simple minds are subjected to tribalism. They have to disagree and even be like disrespectful to people whom they may have known for years because they don't follow their same ideology. And it happens very, very frequently. So if you remove the algorithm and you remove the protection of the screen and you have two people, two human beings in the flesh facing one another you might still have disagreements i'm sure you will that's when you go to but you want the danger the battle dome the battle dome right the thunder we've had given it 15 names on now
1: thunder house yeah
0: the thunder. danger
1: house um thunder
0: <laughs> and and even if like like i used to have this i used to have this idea that that um and i don't know i, I actually as i've gotten older I, I i think that maybe this idea was pretty uh immature and 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 of youth but i used to think that everyone should get beaten up at least once and and my idea as a as a young moron was that it humbles you well right? i
1: mean you could take that like one of two ways like yeah it's like you can say oh everyone needs their ass kicked once and then but that doesn't mean that it can't be an intellectual beating
0: like, sure. And I actually think that now that I've gotten older, I think people, everyone should be in martial arts. Because, like, when I was doing jiu-jitsu regularly, you get literally – well, I, I guess if your partner wasn't your partner, they could kill you a million times. You would die a million deaths. And I don't mean, like, die like the way I kill a thousand children three or four times oh a day. God. I mean like, I mean, like, literally – you could kill someone. Every time you tap someone out, you're they're surrendering you because you could kill them, right? Or yeah. or severely damage them. And it teaches you not to. Restraint. It teaches you humbleness. It teaches you um um not to be arrogant. It teaches you that strength isn't enough. Yeah. You know, I've beaten plenty of guys in jiu-jitsu who are bigger than me, and I've lost to plenty of guys who are smaller than me and everywhere in between. Because um, that's just the way it is, right? Some days are some days you're the the bug, and some days you're the wiper, and um, and so I think that like even in a world in which like okay, let's say in our cults there's no social media, and you get a uh, you get a, a disagreement with someone, and it and it gets to the point uh, of vitriol that it often gets to online, but now you're face to face, right? So the likeliness of it becoming actually physical is is maybe elevated. Even in that, even in that, like, you throw I've, – I've, I remember this guy, Lee Brown. It was my junior year – uh, no, my sophomore year in high school. He and I got in a fist fight in uh, health class of all places <laughs> because we were playing this game where you toss a little, like, rubber ball to someone and then – If they catch it, they have to, I don't know, answer a question of the quiz or whatever. But the idea was you throw it to a random person so that it catches everyone, like, off guard. So the game ends, and we're all listening to our teacher who, um, I don't know, is whatever, doing her lesson. And I I get hit in the face with that ball, like, hard. Like, someone chucked it at me. Wow. And it was this guy, Lee Brown. I don't actually know if it was Lee Brown, but he was the one laughing the hardest, and he looked guilty. So I stood up. He stood up. And we threw a couple punches at one another. We got sent to the principal's office, and then a couple years later, when I was delivering pizzas, he was working at a, the lobby of a, a little hotel there in our small town, and he was like, we were the bi- the oldest of homies, right? We had this one shared experience, and then we got over it, and it was fine, right? Yeah. And so, even if face to face conflict, and I'm not advocating for violence. Like I've I've since elevated my my thought process since then, but But my point of it is is that even in a world in which you have face-to-face confrontation, even when it gets at its worst, at its most heated, as long as you don't have weapons involved, like these cowards with the guns, like, I, I think that you will find it resolves itself very quickly. Yeah,
1: and I think then when, I think you'll find as well when there's, like, arguments where people are actually forced to use their words and not type, okay, bro, lol insert GIF like conversations okay I do
0: like I do like sending GIFs <laughs> I know
1: you do I I, say. I think conversations would end very differently because you're actually forced to have that level of communication you have to communicate with each other for it to end like you can't just log out of life and walk away yeah and
0: not only that have you not noticed that like um, in real life discussions you're I, I don't know if this is always this is certainly not always the case right? we see plenty of examples where it's not but I think that like in real in real life, people tend not to engage in shit they don't know what they're talking about.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Because you can't Google something while you're having a conversation, right? Right. Like, my sister was having a conversation with, this morning with somebody. I don't know. This might ruffle a few feathers, but I'm going to bring it up. My sister's a nurse, okay?
0: It's our cult. <laughs> it's
1: our cult. So, I'm going to talk about this if I want. Um, someone was bringing up... Um, the dangers of chemicals and like vaccinations and all this shit and somehow the subject of tetanus came up my sister's like dude <laughs> like She's bringing up all these words like, oh, but look what's in these vaccinations. And my sister's like, do you fucking know what half of that shit is? Like, do you actually know what that shit is? And she'd wait like 10 minutes and then she'd reply and, you know, she's fucking Googling. Oh, I got this pamphlet from the chemist and that's what's in this. And my sister's like, yeah, I think you might want to look up what half of that stuff actually is because it's not the dangerous big bad chemicals that you think it is like and if you'd had this conversation with this person in person there's no fucking way they'd be able to form an intelligent intelligent argument because they don't have well, the internet.
0: and even if well, and even if they're even if they do decide to engage and their their ideas are half formulated or not formulated at all like they get shut down pretty quickly yeah. and it's it's very apparent who the fool is in the situation which is why I think using your words is so important and not just hashtag cancel this cancel that because that I mean look in America we have a despot of a president who's an idiot okay and uh, plenty of people have tried to cancel this guy and it clear and they've mocked him and all all manners of petty stuff not actual like you know political movement but you know they've torn up pieces of paper and uh, they they call him grump, you know, things of that nature. And his followers are just as strong as they've ever been. Yeah. You know? And, and yet, if we actually could engage in, and again, I know it's a little bit different in, in the case of the president, but, like, I, I just find that it's very evident who the fool is when you have proper, meaningful debate. Not just, you're bad because reasons.
1: And with that, we take it to the
0: Thunderdome to the Thunderdome, battle it out, a battle of wits, maybe even
1: an arm wrestling, or
0: may, or if you want, you know, if you're gonna do like wrestling, you gotta do like, like you remember that you know, that movie Sherlock with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm. like like bare knuckle bo- boxing.
1: No, because we don't want violence. You gotta do arm wrestling. I don't mind
0: violence. No, listen, I don't mind violence. I just don't want it to be out of control violence. Sometimes, I like if in my call, if sometimes people, in spite of everything we've just said. There's no social media, they've got to talk in person. Maybe they went to the, thunder bone, the, the Thunderbone, the Thunderbone? <laughs> that's gonna be the first that's gonna be the first month you're back in America. Oh my god. Um, they uh, uh, you know they've they've gone to the danger zone and they've had their debate and uh, you know they still haven't squashed their issues. And it and then it comes down to bare knuckle brawling to just, just get it out of their system. Fine. That's a lot safer than pulling a gun on someone. That's a lot. That's a lot safer than like, you know, there was a there was a Japanese wrestler, not to end this on a sour note, but the, um, who who was on a reality show, and the producers um, kind of urged her, motivated her to to slap this other person on the show, which in Japanese culture is like yeah. super uncouth, right? She was so relentlessly harassed and canceled. She killed herself. Wow. She posted photos of her self-harm of on Twitter. She's like 23 years old or something. Young wrestling star. And then she killed herself. 23 years old. For something she didn't even want to do. Because no one bothered to like actually listen to her. And they harassed her so relentlessly. And I'm sure they all thought they were right. They probably all took a moral objection to what she, was, she did on this reality show. And they drove someone's daughter... Someone's sister, someone's loved one, someone's partner, to kill themselves at 23. This is what happens when mob. Yes, I understand that. uh, You know, this sort of uh, cancel thing can do good stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's. I know that for some people, it may even feel like the uh, only weapon that they have to protect themselves or to hold people accountable. Use judgment.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Use judgment. And so, like, if people really have an issue with someone else and the worst that it gets is a fist fight, it's fucking not that bad. Right. You know? That's, like, that's like the highest level that it can escalate to. So, I think that you and my cult would actually really get along quite well. And I think that, much like in the old days, we should uh, get married to, to merge our kingdoms. I was just going to so say, there's let's do a, a merger. Them. You know, I definitely want to do a merger. So um, so we want to know what you guys would do if you started your own cult, if you should start your own perfect society. What are some of the things that you would want? What did we forget? I mean, what, yeah. let's see. What We've got laws. We've got robes. We've got chickens. We've got veggie gardens. Have we have vegan gins. food. We have gin. We have hot tubs and cabins and orgies and honey burdette. <laughs> so Not sponsored I don't know lot. what else – I'm sure we're sponsored. This show is sponsored by Honeywood. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what else we can add. A BDSM cent- consensually, um, maybe like a oh like cornholing. Should put some cornhole. You know those. You know you guys have a that in, uh, in Australia. Cornhole.
1: A cornhole.
0: Yeah, it's a game where like you have like a ramp. It's like a small little ramp, and it's got a hole in the middle, and you get bean bags. And you gotta toss it into the hole,
1: baby. That's very different. <laughs> that's a very different use of the word cornhole.
0: Look it up. Look up, up cornhole Google on cornholing. Google. Tell us what you
1: find. <laughs> it will not be that. Tell game. us what you find.
0: <laughs> so let us know what we forgot. Let us know what we should add. Oh let God. us know what it feels like to listen to a magician and a satanist. And um, and let's let's if we can't all go into the woods and create our own perfect society, let's at least try to imagine what that society would be like. Let's try to apply it to the society that we actually have to live in. At least until the comet comes and we walk hand in hand, brothers and sisters, back into the abyss. So until next time, this this has been Dave and Ophelia. Thank you for listening to Coffins and Coffee. It's very late and I need to go to bed. I'm old and it's past my bedtime. So until next time, adios.
1: Peace.